0: You can find it on my website at one rental at a time.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And it is Wednesday morning. Your favorite guest is back. It's the lovely Anna Kelly. How are you doing, Anna?
1: I'm doing great today. Good to be here with you as always.
0: Oh, thank you for that. I treasure our time together. I look forward to every week. I have I have fun. Uh, and the fact yeah. that everybody else likes it is just a bonus.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Hey, so one of the things that I've been doing recently is a lot of people have been talking about the housing market being unaffordable. It's unfair, this, that, the other thing. And, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and, and, you know, prices are certainly up. Uh, But as you know, prices are one part of a much bigger picture. So I got so annoyed. And usually that's what takes me to get annoyed before I actually dig in and do the work. But I got annoyed a couple of days ago, I think over the weekend. And I dug into 40 years of housing data price, interest rates, income, payments. And then I was doing math based on incomes, right? Family of four. So I built a spreadsheet and and I'd love to share it with you. And since then I've added extra stuff and we'll just break it down together. You
1: cool with that? Great. You mean people actually use data to make financial decisions
0: (laughs) instead of opinions where people just get loud and say silly (laughs) things? Yeah. I'm a data guy. That's what an econ degree does. It's like, let's look at the data.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So before I do that, um, I'm just going to ask, if you had to guess, it's a five-year period starting in 80, so 80, 85, 90, 95, you know, all the way to 2020, what year do you think housing was most expensive and most expensive in comparison to the average income? What year would you guess? Just a wild guess.
1: Maybe 2007.
0: It has to be on a five-year, so that would be 2005 or 2010.
1: 2005.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's go see what the data shows. You
1: know what? As compared to income.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the twist.
1: Pricing 2005, but I bet compared to income 2010.
0: Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's see where. Let's see where we're at. Okay. Because when I guessed, I actually guessed. Uh, I think I guessed like 90 or 95, and uh, we're both wrong. <laughs> to kind of steal the thunder, we're both wrong. Uh, but let me. Where can I put our? Actually, you know what? Okay i'll put you up here in the right corner so i'm not sure what you can see but i see you in the right corner so here's the spreadsheet you can see it now
1: yes i can All
0: Right. so i'll go through the column for 1980 which is column b and then it's the same thing for every year and then we'll look at the important row so in 1980 i don't know if this would surprise you um i wasn't old enough to buy real estate yet neither were you uh but the average home in america cost 55 grand crazy wow However, interest rates were 13.74%. So what I assumed was a uh, 10% down payment, and this is something I've added because I could change this now. It's a variable throughout the spreadsheet. So I can make it 5%, 20%. And maybe we'll play with that in a minute. But here I assume 10%. So that means your financed amount in this example is simply 55 minus 55. So it's 49 grand. Your 30-year monthly payment, again, assuming the 13.74 is $577. Here's another surprise, maybe for you, the average income family of four, so usually that's two people, maybe not in 1980, but today it's certainly two people, uh, was only 21 grand. That is also shocking to me. Yes. So then what I did is I divided this income by 12. So this is gross income, not net. It's gross throughout. I couldn't assume tax rates and all of those things. So I just used gross to make the spreadsheet easier. Then I did some math, cause I'm interested in percentages. The payment uh, percent of gross income is 32 percent in 1980. So again, uh, payment of 577 is 32 percent of gross 175. Is that, does that make Huge. sense? Yeah it's, That's gross too that's not even that's not net. That's, Crazy. that's That's probably a no from a bank, frankly, right? Yeah. And then the other thing I did is down payment. I wanted to know how easy it would be for a family of four to save a down payment in this case of 10 percent. So in this case, the down payment is 26% of their average income. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. All right. So let's just jump forward to 2000. So 2000, the average home price was 131. Interest rates are on their way down. They're just over 8%. In this case, down payment again is 10%. So 13 grand. Here's your financed amount. There's your payment, right? Prices went up. Prices. Wow. I didn't even notice this. Prices are up like 140% but your payment went up, I don't know, 300 bucks. And that's interest yes. rate, right? Median income doubled, right? Went from 20, 21 to 42, kind of cool, yes. right? So that the monthly income doubled, but the payment now is part of gross income is down from 30, basically 33 to basically 25%. Probably a yes answer from a bank, right? right. Probably, probably a yes answer. Right. But now down payment is required is 31% of income. So that's ticking up. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And this is also, by the way, 1997 to about 2000 mm-hmm. is when the um, the American Redevelopment Act, I think it was passed um, mm-hmm. to make housing more affordable and start giving loans to people who didn't have such great credit. Yes. So they were doing lots and lots of loans at this 25 percent. Um, yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah, they were. Um, this was the start of what later became giving basically what happened in the last crisis we talked about is too many people got yes answers that should have had no answers and that eventually ended badly yeah
1: but yes
0: that's a different conversation so now let's jump to 2010 so again housing prices are up 50 grand but interest rates almost in half in a 10-year period your down payment went up five grand right went from 13 to 18 uh your payment Uh, actually went down get that folks your payment went down it was 873 in 2000 it's now 843 so yes housing went up 50 grand but your payment went down 30 bucks kind of cool income income was up slightly I don't know slightly what is that seven grand
1: well it was down income was down from 2005 right but
0: I was talking 2010 sorry but yes Do we lose, Ana? That's
1: kind of where I oh from 2000. I have you.
0: Oh, no, there you go. Sorry, I lost you for a second. So yeah, it was down from 2005. You're absolutely right. But we yeah, not 2010. But yeah, 2005 was down. Right. Yep. So again, uh, what do we got? Monthly incomes, 4,100. Look at this. Payment as a percent of, of family of four is 20%. Again, down. Down from 2000, down from 2005. Although down payment is now up again. Right, we're and that's kind of
1: what I was thinking when I guessed 2010, yep. I was like, I know financing was much harder and you had to put more money down. So I was thinking affordability from that perspective mm-hmm. and knew that wages went down after the crash. Oh, it certainly but did. Yes, It is surprising to see the, even with the wages going down because of the crash mm-hmm. um, and higher down payments, that the monthly payment itself was still more affordable in 2010 than it was 20, 2005, which is surprising to me.
0: Interest that's the big thing of doing this now and, and beating this spreadsheet up for probably 20 hours now is it's a lot of this is interest rate related. So if you can tell me when rates go to five percent, I can tell you when you know that's that's kind of the story of this. But let's let's jump one more Wait. time to 2020 because this was shocking to me. 2020 prices are up again, right? They're now 270. But guess what? Interest rates are sub three. Down payments 27 grand. Your financed amount is a thousand twelve. Average income, though, look at that pop, 78,500. And now when you get to the ultimate percentages, housing in the year of 2020 was never cheaper.
1: Wow. Wow. Never
0: cheaper. And then the down payment uh, actually kind of settles in about 33% the last for the last 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, kind at
1: of- least for the people that are still employed, for sure.
0: Yeah, does, no, it is, is all dependent on come? average income, yeah.
1: So this is employed people, not people that are getting extra money from unemployment. Or that whatever. is
0: a great question. I did not check the data source. I used the same data source for the full 40 years, and yeah. I never got the math behind their math. But again, I bet it is. Yeah, I,
1: would, I it bet would, it's real income.
0: Probably. Yeah, I, yeah. But I can't verify that, right? Some people have replied, yeah. are you counting stimulus money?
1: I'm like, I have no
0: idea. I use the same report from 1980. I'm going yeah. to assume it's the same math, but. You know. Anyways,
1: they probably don't just because it's not technically income; it's like a temporary, yeah, um, <laughs> temporary help. But yeah. yeah, that the the fact that the incomes keep going up, you know, and the interest rates keep going down at the same time mm-hmm. definitely help, despite the um, the home prices. This is surprising to me. I will say that it is is more affordable than 2015. I did just recently talk today to one of my coaching students and and I hear this all the time. It's too crazy. It's too expensive. I'm just going to sit it out for a while. Yep. And like, you don't want to do that because we don't know what's going to happen a few years down the road. Yep. And just like dollar cost averaging in the stock market, mm-hmm. you can kind of dollar cost average buying property over time and turn out and do fine, mm-hmm. even though you're buying in ups and downs and the pricing high I did know that because of how low interest rates are, Mm -hmm. the payment dollar amount isn't significantly more um, on the average priced family home than it was before.
0: And then the other thing that I know, having done this for 20 years, is we've had a crazy run in prices, but you know what happens after prices have a crazy run? Rents. Rents will have, it's a lagging effect. I don't know why it's lagging. It just is. But what we are about to see now, and I just talked about it on the daily financial news, rents are up 7% in one bedrooms and 9% in two bedrooms, something like that. It's rent, rent increases you think were bad the last year? Just wait. They're about to get worse.
1: Yes, that's yeah. true. We're raising rents significantly and costs go up, expenses go up, rents go up to, to yeah. meet the additional expense.
0: Yeah. And you're in an apartment deal in Atlanta, right? Do I remember that from last year? Yes. Atlanta has the number one rent increase year on year. I think it was 18.7%.
1: It has been crazy. Even through the pandemic, we actually just sold two properties that we had in Atlanta yeah. because yeah. we were able to sell at a very high number. Good but we know. had rent increases through the pandemic yeah. um, in our local market and our property um, well beyond what we expected. And the and the property still profited despite people not being able to pay.
0: Yeah. So actually i've been beating up this spreadsheet even more so the first thing so this was my first iteration and i got here and i'm like oh my god i'm shocked and then i'm like well we have july data from 21 let me go put that in so let me just scroll over and again what did we see and again this is you know it's about a year year later prices are up again right 363 now is the median R- rates are down slightly uh again same deal incomes up only slightly but again it's only been you know a year or whatever uh, but you are seeing a jump, right? The jump in 2021 has reversed this downward trend. And for me, yeah. this payment now, or uh, percent of down payment is becoming a problem. And yeah. again, right, we can change all of this because I got people, the first time I did this was with 20% down? And people came back and yelled, well, nobody puts 20% down. I'm like, all right, fine, let's, let's try 5%. It still works, right? This is how math works. 5%, right? Right, still high here. Again, you're getting a no answer here. Right. And in, in 1980 and 1985 with five percent down, you're getting a no because this is on gross income. No bank would loan here.
1: Right. Plus, you're gonna have you're gonna have um PI and yeah. you're gonna have mortgage insurance if you don't put 20% down. Yeah, so then your payment goes even more. So yeah,
0: you're not getting a yes answer from a bank here. Right. <clears throat> and then if you do 20% again, this everything now is you know in here. The thing here for me is the, the payment or the payment part of gross is still kind of the same. You're probably getting a yes answer though, right? 30, because this will take you to 34, 35. But the down payment one is interesting because when you look here and you scroll over, it gets pretty problematic, right? Now you're saying, oh my God, a down payment's wow. 90% of uh, your average income, right? So it, it becomes a problem saving this amount. So that was interesting, yeah, sure. but I'm not done. i built more stuff.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. It's like real data. So the other thing I did is I took July 21 data and I just copied over here. So it's the same data, same percentages. And then I said, what happens if interest rates go up, but everything else stayed the same, right? Because again, that's my belief is rates are going to go up eventually. Yes. So I assumed the price stayed the same in all of this. So I played the what if game. So if rates went to 4%, everything else stayed equal. Your payment to gross is now basically 21%. And why that is interesting is because you can look back here and I would ask you, Anna, was housing affordable in 2000 or 2005? I think it was, right? It was affordable. So not crazy. All right. How about if interest rates go to 5%? It's now 23.4%. So again, we can go back to the last 40 years and see where we're at. It's somewhere between 1990 and 1995 was housing affordable in 1993? The answer is yes it was. And yes. one more time just because I everybody thinks 6% destroys the market. Again, everything is the same, price, income. The only thing I'm changing is interest rate. You get now a total of 26.17 and I go back to our lovely chart and ask you was real estate affordable in 1991 or 1992 because that was when it was 26% and the answer is Yes, most people would say housing was affordable in 1991. Again, I'm not calling for these rates. I'm just playing Uh-oh. a game. What happens if rates go up? Does housing become so
1: unaffordable
0: that nobody can buy a home? Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it makes sense. this, this data is great. Awesome. I, I want you to send me a copy of this. I won't give it to anybody. I just <laughs> want I want to have it just for looking at it. This is really, really good. and it does. you know, everything you do with investing, Um, should be data driven, not what we hear the talking heads saying and what we hear politicians saying who have ulterior motives for the programs they want to put out in place. So Mm -hmm. if they can make us think the sky is falling, the sky is falling. They can put rent controls, they can put, um, you know, do different things with rates and down payments and housing Mm -hmm. programs, but the data doesn't lie. And I'm quite surprised. Now, 2021 is more in line with kind of where I thought we were, Mm -hmm. but I'm quite surprised that 2020 was still as affordable as it, as it was and 2021 is still affordable. When is the last time on the payment Mm -hmm. that it was as high as what it is now in 2021?
0: Okay. So 2021 payment, again, I think I have 20% down. Let's go back to our 10%. Again, I'm put all these variables in here. So basically 20%. So you're right around here about right about 2010.
1: Right. And that was after,
0: after the crash
1: recession. after, after.
0: The crash. that was my so best year for Biden. Better
1: now yes. than we were after the crash. That's unbelievable to me.
0: I wish people would wake up to this. Yes. Yeah. Now, again, the other thing I get yelled at is
1: no, this can't be San Diego's different. And, and you
0: know, this city's, this is national folks. This is national data. This is not orange County. This is not yes. Austin, Texas. This is not New York city. National numbers appreciate it for what it is. All right, I'm still not done. I got more for you. Absolutely. There's another channel. I love out. it. There's another channel. I don't know if you know this, but there's somebody actually calling for a 30 year mortgage at 1%. Can you imagine a 30 year mortgage at 1%? No, <laughs> neither could I, but I just want to have fun and play with the math. Yeah. So, okay. So if we, if more, again, here's this is this special square because I don't think it's true, but I wanted to do the math. So again, if interest rates were 1%, we would be at an affordability level of 14%, everything else being equal, right? So 14% at 1% brings us roughly back, actually better than 2020. It would be the lowest ever. So, and you would probably expect that, right? Rates down at 1%. But guess what? You and I've been doing this a while and you and I both know if interest rates go to 1%, housing is going to go up. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Let's just have fun with this because I played with all kinds of numbers. Let's assume 30-year mortgages are at 1% for a year. How big do you think housing appreciation would be? Just pick a number. Be crazy.
1: At least 20%. Ah, you're not crazy. That's that's a (laughs)
0: layup. So if housing prices go up 20%, it would bring us to 16.85%, which of course makes it very affordable. We're kind of between 2020 and 2015. Okay. That's interesting. I think crazy is 50%. Oh, all right. Well, that brings us to 21%. When was the market 20? Oh, my God, look at this exact number, 21.06. That would bring us right here, which was 2005.
1: Yes. And that, you know, I think the so what of this, and this is exactly what I said to the student today, is when you only look at price, you think it's not affordable. And I didn't even have all this data, but just based on the data I did between 2018 mm-hmm. and the end of 2020 and 2018 and the end of 2021, is interest rates make a significant effect on your profitability as an investor. And you're Absolutely. talking about homeowners, but it's the same for investors, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. if my interest rates are cut in half, which they have been, I think the prices could almost be doubled from what they were back in 2005. And the affordability is probably really, really close to being aligned, And yeah. you're modeling just about that. Yep. And that proves that that exact thing. So I don't look at price alone. When I look at any deal, I, I go through the whole financial analysis and say, what's my total return and my cash on cash based on the financing that I can get. And if I can't control price, I go for the absolute best possible financial structure for mm-hmm. financing the deal that allows me to juice my returns despite the fact that I'm paying essentially retail for a property. So mm. the interest rates make a huge difference in affordability and profitability.
0: A far outsized um, impact than I ever thought, right? Until I did this. I don't think I've ever done this yet, but I'm gonna put hundred percent in here and see what the heck happens. I have no idea. I think I've done 70 before, but I don't think I've done a hundred. So prices double on, you ready? I actually have no idea what's gonna happen. Yes. Oh, 28%. All right. Well, we, where were we last? 28%. So probably between, yeah. Between, so like, I don't know, was housing affordable in 1992? This scares me. But again, I own a lot of real estate. So, Hey, if all my houses doubled in value, I'd be okay with that.
1: Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting.
0: All right. So I got one more for you. Cause again, I get oh. all this feedback.
1: So real quick, Michael, yep. Yep. aren't you still pretty bullish on real estate?
0: I am buying as many residential single-family homes as I can right now because they offer the best return, the best upside. And Anna, I am going to repeat what's in my book. If you read my book, I ten thirty-one out of eight houses in eighty units. I'm going to do that again. Yes, I am extremely yeah. bullish.
1: Me too. And Not every market I already was. Yeah. Yes, true. I always like to say that. I'm, you're you're picking that one up from me, Michael. Yes. <laughs> It is very regionalized, right? But yes. in general, I mean, this just even reinforces even more how excited I am to still be buying real estate every day. yeah, you know my husband said when we were at the beach, you just get this high every time you put an offer on something. Yeah. You, you just you got it, you're out of control. I'm like, no, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm still excited about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this, again, what this shows you is this is the one of the best times to be in. again, it is very debt specific right and a lot of yeah. the people that follow us and my students they can still get cheap money right yeah. you and i can't get that fha you know 10 loan money so our deals have to be even better but yeah, yeah. i am i'm extremely bullish i got one more for you yes so lots of people have been saying michael 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 you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong when rates go up prices have to fall down do the math on fixed payment so i like a challenge so i did so in this example what i did on a down here at the bottom, let me scroll down so you, hopefully you can see it. As I said, here's my base case: the price is 270 rate, blah blah blah. But now I'm going to try to get as close as I can to this payment, right? Yes. So if rates went up only slightly, to, again to get a payment that is close, I rate uh, value has to fall 1.5%. Again, I don't believe this has how it works, but I like a challenge, so I did it. If rates go from three to four percent. The idea is things are a fixed payment. They have to fall 13% again to keep the same payment, same down, you know, with assuming 10% down. Yes. Yeah. If we go to five, 23%, six, it falls 30%. Again, I don't believe this is how real estate works, but I've done the math. And again, always kept the payment right around 1012 bucks. So, yeah, I don't think fa- people are talking about housing falling 30% if rates get to 6%. I don't believe it, but. I wanted to, I wanted to do the math and see what they were thinking.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. If you bought, you know, a house that you intend to flip in a couple of years and not lose money, then, you know, maybe if you think rates are going to six, it's not a good time to do that. But if you're buying an investment property that you're going to hold for a really long time, guess what? Even if the values came down, you know, 30% and rates were up, in a few years, what's going to happen? Yeah. The rates are going to come back down, and the prices are going to go back up. That's what happens in real estate cycles. So well, yeah, you that, just have yeah. to play. You have to play real estate with a long, long-term view, and and play the long game, and know that you're going to have these ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Just keep playing, and you know, invest based on data.
0: And again. I've li- I've lived this world before. And what happens if again, I want to be very clear. I'm not, I'm not calling it a crash. I'm not calling it a crash. But hey, if real estate fell 30%, all of my residential loans don't change. It's a fixed rate. I don't have to refi. And oh, by the way, the last time housing crashed, guess what happened? Rents went up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, a lot of this is interesting. And really what this all started with is housing affordable. Is the talk track out there is housing is unaffordable. And I'm like compared to what? Housing in 2020 was never more affordable, the math says. That makes sense? Unbelievable.
1: Absolutely. Yes. That's great data. Really great data.
0: Awesome. So I've taken the action item. I will send that to you. Have fun. Go nuts. Love it. All right. How can people follow you? Be part of your world.
1: Every week here, one rental at a time. Facebook and LinkedIn is Anna, R-E-I, Mom Kelly. And if you're interested in passively investing in syndications, you can follow me at greaterpurposecapital.com.
0: Very cool. Thanks, Anna.